Sporting Classics is brought to you by Winchester, the American legend. Winchester Repeating Arms. Walther, it's your duty to be ready. Right on, see the difference. Negrini Cases, ultra light, ultra strong, the pinnacle of Italian design and technology. StealthCam, proven reliability, proven quality, proven performance. Muddy, serious gear for serious hunters. Cold Steel, anytime, anywhere. Umarex Air Guns, shoot with air. And by Safari Club International, the leader in defending the freedom to hunt and promoting wildlife conservation worldwide. Welcome to another Sporting Classics TV podcast. As always, I'm here with Chris Dorsey. And Chris, we talk about how the different shooting disciplines carry over. Pistol shooting lends itself to shotgun shooting, lending itself to rifle shooting. But in all disciplines, I mean, what are some of the basics people need to work on to just become a better field shooter? Well, I, I think in the context of a rifle, let's let's focus on that. And and what I see happen a lot, and I just kind of went through this with my sons, is you get a you get a game animal you're pursuing. You might have spent days or weeks or even longer pursuing this animal, and then suddenly you're you're able to shoot it, but you've got about three seconds to get that crosshair on his shoulder, and and get the shot off. Or, or not. And, uh, and, and so we're getting ready for this African safari. My boys have done a lot of shooting. So they, they knew what they were doing. And so it was kind of a refresher, but how do you get stable quickly? How do you get steady quickly? Is it from a knee? And of course in Africa, you're shooting off of sticks. You know, there's nothing wrong with sticks, but sticks are not a particularly stable. When I'm, when I'm saying sticks, I'm talking about sticks that are are shoulder high, you know, you're, you're standing and you're shooting. And, and so it's not often that easy to get super stable in that environment. What I, I tend to like to do is, is have somebody grab underneath the gun at the base of the stick and offer a shoulder to put my elbow on. And that does help stabilize even more. What you can also do is just take one of the legs from the stick, go down to a knee, rest your elbow on the, on, on a knee, use the stick to be stable and, and that's even more stable than standing up. So how do you get into a situation where you sort of instinctively know I need to get points of contact. I need to get my elbow down. I need to get as stable as possible as quickly as possible. And the more you do it, the more you realize, you know, it, it becomes an instinctive deal where you're automatically seeing the target. You're knowing it's in range. You're knowing it's one you, you want to take. It's, it's, reach the level of size or, or age or whatever that you want to take it. And then, then you kind of like go into predator mode. I mean, it, then it's like, where's a tree? Where's, you know, if I've got a tripod, get that up in advance, anticipate the shot, be ready. But if you're using natural occurring, a tree branch, a rock, uh, you know, even throwing a pack down, how do you do that quickly, right? People, people lose opportunities all the time because they fumble around, they're too slow to be able to get the crosshairs on that target within three seconds. I always tell people, I tell my kids this, if you see an animal that you wanna take, you ought to be able to fire a shot within three seconds. Think about that, right? Because that's about the time you're gonna to have to kill many of these animals that are, are high quality animals that are mature, they're older, they've been around the game, they don't stick around and wait to be shot. You know, they're, they're alert typically, and you got to get on them quickly. So how do you do that? And, and so when you go to the range, people sit at a bench and they shoot the rifle. Absolutely 
what they should do to make sure the rifle is on. Now, what are you doing to make sure you're on in a hunting context? That's the key, right? Anybody can shoot from a bench with a great rest to make sure the rifle's on. You got to do that. But once you've done that, how do you get yourself on and how do you get yourself on quickly? That's, again, that's the key. But I see it all the time where people go to the range, they shoot from the rest, they got a perfect rest, the rifle's on. That's the sum total of their, their shooting practice. They're never shooting prone. They're never shooting kneeling. They're not, you know, taking taking a portion of, of a tripod, just using one of the one of the legs, getting down on a knee. They're not, you know, even follow-up shots, you know, where maybe your your tripod isn't going to be anywhere near you because you're going to have to run 20 yards away so that when the animal's moving away, it clears in, in a way that you can shoot again. It's going to be an offhand shot. You better practice offhand, you know, and, and I practice offhand all the time. And, and you can be pretty dang competent offhand shooting if you practice. But if you don't practice, you know, th those are lost opportunities. So again, I, I think that whole mentality of points of contact, get your elbows down, sit on your butt, rest your elbows, get something stable, whether it's a, a tree, a rock, lay down prone. If you can go prone, your cover allows you to go prone, go prone, shoot off a backpack, nothing more stable than that but do it quickly, right? Get in that mindset of I've got to unleash that bullet within three seconds. And if you go in practicing that, you're gonna be so much more ready for a field opportunity. And so those big guys will be on your wall instead of the ones that got away that you're talking about. That's really the key. How about knowing your yardage, knowing your ballistics? You're memorizing your dope charts and just knowing without a doubt, so you don't have to really think while you're in there. You already know, you know, one inch above the back or dead center on the shoulder. Yeah, well, that's that's a whole different aspect of of the shooting equation for sure. I mean, you got to know what your bullets, you know, long range ballistics are. If you're using ballistic turrets, if you're, you know, using scopes that are already doping for you, that's all good and fine. And yes, you got to be competent in that. I'm talking about simply being able to get in a position where you're steady enough to take a shot. And, and that is where so many, so many opportunities are lost. That if, if hunters just practiced, when you go to the range, get that rifle on, on the bench, and then get yourself on. Get yourself on target quickly and do it from a lot of different positions because you might be shooting uphill, downhill. You might have tall grass to where you can't go prone you can't even kneel because the grass is too tall well then you got to go up top you got to shoot off the standing sticks well then how do you make sure somebody's giving you an elbow if you're talking to a guide if you're talking to a professional hunter give me a, a shoulder to put my elbow on so you can be more stable all those little tricks and you know what rehearse them before the moment right what often happens is an encounter happens the hunter wasn't ready couldn't get the shot off in time and then they deconstruct the moment after the fact, after the opportunity is lost. Sure. And, and that's, you know, that happens all the time. Try and have those, those discussions before the animal is ever in view, right? Before you ever step out to go hunting, talk to the PH, talk to the guy, talk to a friend, whoever you're hunting with, here's what I'm gonna typically try and do. I'm gonna try and shoot kneeling, get my elbow down on, on the offside knee, so I'm really stable that way. I can do it quickly. But if I don't have that shot, I'm going to have to stand. Would you mind grabbing the base of the tripod and just giving, giving me your shoulder so I can put my elbow down? And I'm a left-hand shooter, so they've got to be, it's got to be my left side, not the right side. 
and uh, and that helps stabilize you know inside of 200 yards 250 yards dramatically but again anticipate be ready in advance of the opportunity so you don't miss those opportunities that's the key working on our don't be a victim series a few years ago you know, we follow these professional law enforcement guys and, and Navy SEALs and SWAT. And they would train in authentic scenarios. They're not standing still putting holes in paper. They're training for how they know the scenario might actually unfold. It's the same way when you're hunting. You know, you're not gonna be laying there for 30 minutes, nice and calm, ready to practice your shot. You gotta move fast and, and shoot fast. Well, and, and guys that are serious hunters with rifle, especially are, are you know, they're running, they're, you know, they're, they're doing a 50 yard sprint then going prone, then trying to shoot, controlling their breath, all that kind of stuff. And it's controlling your breath, controlling your trigger, right? And, and even dry firing a rifle, obviously check, check to make sure there's nothing in there, but just getting used to the trigger. So much of rifle shooting really is trigger control. And, and just getting used to that, that feel of a trigger, knowing when it's gonna break, when it's gonna shoot. So that shot surprises you, that's everything, right? I mean, it's just everything. I always tell, I tell my boys, focus on the crosshairs being where they need to be on the animal. Don't focus on the trigger. Focus on the crosshairs, holding them as steady as you can. The trigger finger then becomes a mechanical slow squeeze. But you're all focused on the crosshair because if you're focused on the trigger, that means you're not focused on the crosshair. So focus on that crosshair being where it needs to be, just gently squeeze its mechanical function at that point. Boom, shot goes off, it surprises you, but you know what? You were focused on the target and the crosshairs. You got him, you got him, 100% you got him. And that's such a great feeling. And I want more people to have that feeling. Well, great tips, great lesson. Thanks for your time, Chris. You bet. This has been Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500. Built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.